In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As you know, the readings of Sundays has a certain theme. The first month of the Coptic year, month of Tut, the Church speaks to us in the four Sundays about the love of God. Then, in the four Sundays of Baba, and today is the first Sunday of Baba, the second month of the Coptic year, the Church speaks to us about the power of God. And God has authority over four things that until now the world has no authority or no power over them. With all the advancement in technology, in medicine, in science, in knowledge, but until now the human being has no power over illness, has no power over nature, has no power over demon and evil spirits, and has no power over death. Medicine has no power over illness. Many, many diseases cannot be treated, especially paralysis and the illness of the nervous system. The best they do some rehabilitation through physical therapy. Nature, science has no power over it. For example, when there is hurricane, all what they can do, they predict its path and ask people to evacuate. But they cannot stop it. Earthquakes, it happens all of a sudden and there is no way to stop it. Evil spirits, science and medicine and knowledge and technology cannot cast out a demon from a man possessed with evil spirits. But a godly man with the fear of God, like Pope Kirillus, for example, he can cast out the evil spirits. And finally, death. When somebody dies, that's the end. Nobody can raise a dead person. Science and medicine cannot raise a dead person from death. But through the four Sundays, we will see the power of God over these four things. First Sunday, today, is the authority over paralysis, diseases, illness, the healing of this paralytic man. Next Sunday, authority over nature, how the Lord, with one word, he was able actually to let the disciples catch many fish, although they used their experience for the whole night and they failed to catch one fish. Third Sunday, authority over evil spirits. The man who was blind and mute and he lost his mind, how the Lord was able to cast the evil spirit from him and he was able to see and to speak and his mind returned to him. And the last Sunday, how he raised from death the son of the widow at the city of Nain. Why the church speaks to us about the power of God? 
When we know that our God is powerful, we will have peace and will have security. We will feel safe because our God is a powerful God. I'm sure many of you remember when Egypt, about 10 years ago, there was no powerful leadership and crimes increased, there was no safety. Everyone was thinking how to leave the country because there is no powerful leadership. Powerful leadership gives the people feeling of peace and security and safe. When we know God is in control and he is our father, our shepherd, then we will be living in peace and security. But there is a big difference between our God who is powerful and some leaders who are powerful too. Some leaders with their power, they use the power against their people to oppress them. They use the power to their advantage, not to the advantage of the people. But God used his power to protect us, to serve us, as he said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. He used his power to defend us and to fight against our enemies. When the whole humanity were taken captive by Satan, God the Father sent his Son in order to bind Satan and to break the gates of Hades and to release all the people who were taken captives by Satan, to release them and to transfer them to the paradise of joy. Our God is a powerful God and use his power to protect us, not against us. In marriage, when the church actually gives power and authority to the husband and asks the wife to submit to her husband, this power and authority is not to be used against the wife, rather to protect her, to defend her, to empower her. That is the Christian power. Also, God, as a powerful God, wants us also to, to be powerful. Before he sent the disciples in their ministry, he told them, do not depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. And St. Paul said, God did not give us the spirit of timidity, but he gave us the spirit of might, spirit of power. Many powerful leaders, they don't want any powerful people around them. They get rid of them. They gather around them people who has no power, has no authority, people who are just compliant, because they feel insecure if there are powerful people around them. But God is not like this. God wants us to be powerful. In the same way, a Christian leader should not be intimidated if he finds 
powerful people around him. But actually, he should let them serve with him and make a very powerful team for the glory of God. To use our power against others and to suppress them and not to acknowledge their power and to exclude people who have strong personalities is not the Christian way. Also, God in his power, he allow us to share with him our opinions. And many, many times God, from our perspective, as if he changed his opinion, listening to the people. For example, he discussed with Abraham the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he let Abraham to intercede on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. God told him, if I find even 10 persons, I will not destroy this city. But he could not find except three persons, Lot and his two daughters. In the same way, when the children of Israel rebelled against God in the wilderness of Sinai, God decided to destroy them and said to Moses, I will make you a big nation. But Moses stood and interceded on behalf of the people. He said to God, if you are going to destroy these people, remove my name from the book of life. And God actually, from our perspective, as if he changed his mind and did not actually destroy the people of Israel. And he listened to the intercession of Moses the prophet. To teach us as a lesson, when we say opinion, if other people disagreed with us and they have different opinion, nothing wrong to change our mind and to listen to them and to discuss it with them. Being opinionated and just insist on your opinion is kind of pride and arrogance again is the humbleness and there is no contradiction between being powerful and being humble the lord was very humble but at the same time he was very powerful also being powerful doesn't mean don't forgive a powerful person can forgive but a weak person cannot forgive if we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us, then by the Holy Spirit, we can forgive others and we can let go of the grudges in our hearts and we can have pure heart and we can be easy to reconcile our relationships and live in peace with each other. But people who are difficult to forgive and impossible to reconcile, they are weak in their spirit. They don't have the power of the Holy Spirit in them to be able to forgive and to be able to reconcile the relationships. The power of God is a huge lesson to us to learn from Him. The power of endurance, the power of putting up with others, the power of perseverance. Nowadays, people, they don't want to endure. 
They don't want to persevere. If anything bothered them, they quit. Any problem, any challenge, they quit. But a powerful person is willing and is able to endure and to persevere and to resist and to fight the evil until bloodshed, as St. Paul said. The power also appears in our faith. As St. John said, this is the victory by which we defeat the world, our faith. So by our faith, we can defeat the world and the pleasures of the world. And we can see how these four men who helped to bring the paralytic man to the Lord Jesus Christ, their faith was very powerful. When they found a challenge that there is a crowd in the house and they couldn't enter through the door to bring the paralytic man to the Lord Jesus Christ, they are not quitters. They did not quit. But through their faith, they were creative. What to do? How can to overcome this challenge? And they uncovered the roof. They were able to let down the bed with the paralytic man before the Lord Jesus Christ. We heard in the Bible, when the Lord saw their faith, faith cannot be seen, but the Lord saw their works, the works of faith. Many times when there is a challenge, we stop praying, we stop going to the church, we are quitters, we don't fast, we don't serve, because there are challenges. But a person who is powerful in his faith, he used his faith in God in order to overcome any challenge that may face him. And they brought the paralytic man to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the Lord saw their faith, he said to the paralytic man, Son, your sins are forgiven you. But as usual, around the Lord Jesus Christ, there were godly people and there were people who are hypocrites, judgmental, critical. They see anything the Lord Jesus does and they criticize it. And until now, in the community of any church, we find people who are judgmental and critical and some people who has the fear of God in their hearts. So these critical people, these judgmental people, start to reason among themselves and say, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Because they did not believe that Jesus is God who became man. And if Jesus says, your sins are forgiven you, and he is not God, then yes, indeed, this is blasphemy. No one can forgive sins except God alone. But the Lord actually tried to prove to them two things. Number one, his divinity. And number two, that the gift of forgiveness of sins is much better than the gift of healing. If he healed him, but his sins are not forgiven, then he will live 
some years on earth, then after he dies, he will not be saved because his sins are not forgiven. But even if this man was not healed, but his sins are forgiven, then he is saved. And after a few years he will live with his illness, he will go to heaven. Many times we focus on physical healing. In our prayer we focus on materialistic things that will pass away. But do we focus on our spiritual healing and our eternal salvation? This actually the most profitable request as the Lord said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. So the Lord in order to prove these two things, number one, his divinity and number two, that spiritual healing is much better than the physical healing. He asked them a question, which is easier? He is asking them which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. Maybe we say, it's easier to say your sins are forgiven you, but to heal him from paralysis, it's a miracle. It's not easy. But actually, the correct answer is exactly the opposite. Because for the Lord to say to the paralytic man, arise, take up your bed and walk, it will not cost him anything. Just word from his holy mouth, and that's it. And the man will be healed. But to tell him, your sins are forgiven you, these words have price. He emptied himself. He took the form of a man. He obeyed unto death, the death of the cross. All the humiliation and all the suffering that he endured, physical, psychological, emotional, and spiritual, when he became the Lamb of God who carries the sins of the whole world. He endured all of these things in order for us to hear this word, your sins are forgiven you. So which is easier? Definitely easier to say to the paralytic man, arise, take up your bed and walk. It's easier for God, but it is not profitable for the paralytic man. So the Lord chose the difficult way to say to the man, your sins are forgiven, you, to give him the spiritual healing, the eternal salvation. And he endured the difficult way, the way of the cross in order to save all of us. Here the Lord taught them the first lesson. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek your eternal salvation. Pursue your spiritual healing. It is more important than materialistic requests from God. All these things God knows that we need it and he will provide it to us without asking. Then he wanted to prove to them his divinity. That's why he told them, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. What does this mean? 
that you may know that me, I am God who became man, and I have power to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, I say, arise, take up your bed, and go your way to your house. And immediately the paralytic man arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all. And everyone was amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. And the Lord proved to them his power, his divinity, his authority to forgive sins, and also that spiritual healing is more important than physical healing. Let us dedicate this liturgy today to ask for our spiritual healing, to ask for our eternal salvation, to ask that God may give us this Christian power, the power of the Holy Spirit, because God wants us to be powerful, but a powerful imitating his style of power and strength, not the style of the world. Let us ask God to empower our souls, our spirits, our hearts, our will, in order to be able to be powerful and successful in everything we do in our life for the glory of God. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.